following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Media Mash, a roundtable of Cowboys insiders dropping wisdom and offering sizzling takes on the current state of your Dallas Cowboys. Now your host, Steve Dennis. All right, here we go. Here we go. Media Mash. Media Mash on a Wednesday. We're all gathered again. What a group we have today. Uh, we're going to do our best to leave the monkey talk out of it. Uh, it may accidentally sneak in uh, because Clarence E. Hill Jr. from the Fort Worth Star-Telegram is here. And, man, it's just so hard to resist. Stop monkeying around, when Steve. It, just say what you're going to say. It, Stop monkeying around. When it comes Stop to Stop monkeying chill. around. It's just so hard. We just had a big talk about our daughters since I just went to Columbus and <laughs> visited my daughter in her natural habitat now. Uh, and it scared Clarence, the things that I do better as a dad than he does. Wow. But nothing, nothing we're, we're going to go ahead and leave that out of the show today as well. Uh, my name is Steve Dennis, by the way. Rob Phillips is right here. Uh, all Cowboys media. Happy to have him again. On, we do every Wednesday. Over here is John Machota from The Athletic. Uh, happy to have mach- matches, as we used to call them. You guys still call them matches? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, that's good. I, I like when things don't change. Um, and speaking of not changing, here we are on a Wednesday, and we're kind of leading the show pretty much how we did last Wednesday uh, with an update on Dak Prescott. Now, Clarence is probably going to scream and holler that, oh, but, but, he's going to play. He's going to play. He tried that last week. I did. I was wrong. I was we, wrong. We, we tried to get him off of that a little bit, but here we are again. He's going to play. So we'll just uh, – <laughs> uh, whoever wants to go first, is he in or out against Denver? Let's go. Yeah, he's in. Um, you know, they didn't do anything more today than they did last week. Uh, just because it's a shortened practice because they had the Sunday night game uh, and they wanted to spend more time watching film, watching uh, the Broncos. But just seeing him out there, it seemed like he was part of every single thing that he did. It wasn't the long warm-up that we had seen before. Uh, he did do his normal warm-up stuff with Britt Brown on the side on the resistance cords, but it wasn't the long one that we have normally seen. And then he was just going through the regular drills, uh, leading them like he normally does. And so it looked more like... They're preparing for him to be the star. We'll know more tomorrow, obviously. But there were just things, like particularly before the game, watching them warm up, where you're like, oh, I think Cooper Rush is starting. Just the order that guy's going and stuff like that, like that wasn't like that. But today's practice, he was going one with everything. Yeah, Dak said last week these thresholds that Mike McCarthy talks about, he's not really sure what those thresholds are. But Mike said today— What are, what are they? I don't know what they are either. <laughs> but Mike said today, basically, he's— you know, He's, he's passed them. He's, yeah, he's cleared <laughs> to go. Now, they said if— he would have been limited today if today was a normal practice. But the goal is if everything checks out tomorrow morning and they think it will, then they're back in pads Thursday and, and he's full go. And that's a that's a great sign for Sunday, I would imagine. I'm like one of those Steve Dennis predictions where they might not be right last week, but they're right this week. Dak is playing. <laughs> Sometimes I am a week off. I'll yeah, give you that. Dak is playing. I mean, everything he's done. And the bottom line is this. You talked him out of not playing last week. Ain't no way you're talking him out of not playing this week. Okay, you're not. He's not going to let you not let him play. Right. And, and to me, that I'm glad that my whisperer abilities still work occasionally. When he said that if it were a playoff game, he would play. Yeah. That was him saying, "Don't test my manhood. This is not on me." He wanted everybody to know this is not against my manhood because I'm playing if I have to. 
which means they made a decision already. The, the, he already knew he wasn't playing, in my opinion. The rest of it was just I don't think he knew at show. that point last week. but I do. I, but I, I think before Sunday pregame, they had a pretty good idea who was starting that game. Yeah, I, I, what, You want to call it game time? Okay, let him go warm up and see. But, but I think knowing Dak, he thought maybe he could go out there and do something and convince them otherwise. Yes, I agree with you. All right, well, let me ask yeah. you this. And this, this, this may be a very silly question, but what the heck. With the Cooper Rush rush that everybody is on, uh, and we'll get into that, obviously, as we go along here on Media Mash on this Wednesday. Uh, do you think that makes a difference? Because now he was able to win a game without Dak if they are, as they were, hesitant to put him in peril for the rest of the season. Now that Cooper showed what Cooper can do, are there? and everybody's so excited about Cooper Rush, we're just rushing – is that part of it? Are they thinking, eh, maybe Denver at home, one more game? No? No, I, that makes some sense. I don't think that's going to happen. I think that ultimately this is your franchise quarterback, your $40 million man. He's going to be the he's gonna be the starter. But what Cooper Rush did, and as you mentioned, the team that they're about to play, it, it makes sense that you'd consider, hey, Dak, you sure? Because we might be able to get away with another week of yeah. you resting this thing. Because, you know, I had heard some – some you know when when this happened there's all these people that you know medical experts that throw out different things and and i had heard that four weeks is what you hope for with this type of injury well that would give you four weeks if you wait another week i just don't know that you can keep him on the sidelines for another week and with everything the way it's rolling i, I just i don't I, I i'm i didn't i'm with chill though so i was wrong i didn't think there was any way like even the way he came walking in the stadium i was like man he kind of looks like he's down I, I still think he's gonna play i still think he's gonna be, there's just no way and then he didn't, so I was wrong there. But I'm kind of with chill. I, I just I got to double down on this. That I, I can't I can't say you keep him out for two weeks in a row. It's hard to see. It's hard to see. Although they're playing a team that they're Denver's four and four, but they're averaging what 19.6 points a game. So it's going to be hard for them to keep pace with a Dak Prescott led offense. It, it, even if Dak's not in this game, I think it's going to be a tough. It's going to be tough for them to manufacture points against this pass rush that they've shown. But yeah, I I think. I think if Dax shows enough this week, I, I can't imagine him not playing in this game. Dax, like, oh, Von Miller's gone too? Yeah, I'm definitely playing. That didn't yeah. work out that <laughs> yeah. badly. I heard, I was discussing it with somebody who said, oh, Von Miller's not the same player. Uh, this isn't going to make that big of a difference. Uh, but those draft picks that they gave up to get him, Cowboys don't have to worry about them this week. So it's a win-win. I mean, who cares about the trade? Von Miller's not going to play against the Cowboys. That's all that matters. But let's get into this. Let's explore, uh, since you didn't think it would happen, uh, and, and your eyes are wide open now, let's explore what a huge decision it was uh, and, and all the levels that made it a huge decision. And, and, and Good. That's right in my wheelhouse. I wrote a column about that. Sweet. Today, you know, and to me it was an organizational win. You know, this was an organizational decision. Uh, they, as an organization, that just tells you about this organization, how they're handling things, and they talk Dak out, or they or they went against Dak, Mike McCarthy, Britt Brown, Stephen Jones, because it's about the big picture. You know, they, the Super Bowl is at hand. Let's be honest about. It. Let's just be upfront about it. This is a team that has legitimate hopes. To, to make a run for the Super Bowl for the first time since 1995. They are in that small group of teams that can do that. And if they can nip this in the bud, you know, so that and not be something that can linger, uh, let's do that. So 
Dak can be there for the bulk of the season. And the fact that you did that and you got a win, I don't care what Mike McCarthy says. Said we we just knew we could win. Without no one knew that. Okay, you can win, but you you gambled with Dak because you're looking for the long term help over the short term play. But then you got the win to keep to keep uh, up in the race for home field advantage, and you got the rest, Dak. It's a great organizational win for the but, Cowboys. But, Chill, this is the Cooper Rush that he sees every day in practice. Oh no, okay, no, but he real quick. He was glad we could see it. <laughs> real quick, but I do have to say, because we have talked on here many a times about, you know, you know, what does Mike McCarthy get credit for? To Chill's point, everything he just said, that is the feather in the cap for Mike McCarthy. Like, that is, he is clearly bringing that in. The way it just, not to say that Jason Garrett didn't care about the health of the players and things like that, but, like, that is on the forefront with a Mike McCarthy program. That's very clear. Yes, he it didn't talked, work- yeah, he talked about getting the guys ready for December, keeping their bodies healthy. You know, things that the state program, all this, even for last year's about, and Mike uh, and Mari Cooper talked about, I don't mean to cut you off, but no, no, how, how they take care of their bodies. That's one thing they've talked about. Even last year when they weren't, wasn't going so well, he talked about Mike McCarthy and the things he does to take care of their bodies. So continue on. No, 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 go on. <laughs> No, you summed it up perfectly. That's what I was just saying. I just feel like that there's a lot of people, not just us on the show, but a lot of people are like, what does he do? He's not calling the offense. He's not calling the defense. Like, no, he's got more of the bigger picture stuff and, and the health and managing health and managing these players because the goal is getting to L.A. in that last game. Um, and I think that the blueprint that he's put out there, not just that, but then also having the players when they have gotten the rest because of injuries and whatnot, you've had other guys step up that we just haven't seen from Cowboys teams in the past, whether it's Terrence Steele, Cedric Wilson, Cooper Rush now, Osa Diggy. We just didn't see that in previous years. No, I think he deserves credit for that too. I I said this on Monday. I feel like a good team, good teams find a way to win. Good teams find a way to win in New England when you shoot yourself in the foot over and over again and make mistakes on the road against Bill Belichick. You find a way to win that game. Potentially special teams go on the road in that environment. I think you have to be in that environment in Minnesota to just see how loud it is, how difficult it is for a backup quarterback who's thrown all three passes in his career in the regular season to go in and win that game the way the defense steps up without getting takeaways. Because I think some people thought, that's eh, kind of a fluke. You know, they, they get all these takeaways, but they're giving up yards. and They manned up and played physical and hit and played fast and did all those things. I think it was a step forward for the defense I think that that was a special win. That that's you could look back if they go far in the playoffs, like like fans hope. Look back on this game and say that we, we saw signs of it by going up to I Minnesota agree. and winning. One of the silly things I said on Thursday last week was I think it would be almost better that Dak doesn't play, so they can get a look at Cooper Rush and see what he can do because of the nightmare without Dak last year. And, I don't, you know, we're talking about McCarthy. When you say that, though, is that because the trade deadline was coming up on Tuesday? No. Did that factor in? Okay. No, no, I just meant that to find out. And, and I think that maybe McCarthy, in the back of his head as the head coach, he's thinking this is going to be better for us because I think he has a feeling about his team that we're all starting to talk about and see, and he wanted to put it to the test. And what I mean by that, uh, this team has great leadership. And now they've got it on another level because Dak is a tremendous leader to the whole team. Now they've got Cooper Rush, who, who is now a leader to the next man up idea. Whoever else is on this team that gets called to duty, and you're right, several already have. And they've all risen before Cooper did. But Cooper was the one that matters. Uh, Green Bay, and we'll talk about this in a minute, is about to find out with with Mr. Love in his first start. And this win, to what you're talking about, is could be huge for home field. They're going to be in a fight 
with with these it's amazing six of the seven teams in pro football talks power rankings are nfc teams and this is gonna be a fight for that home field i think unless green bay kind of slips a little new orleans is going to be out of the picture probably but tampa's not Arizona's not, we don't think. The Rams aren't, who just got stronger. So I, I just love it from leadership levels. Now Cooper Rush has passed the test. If anybody else gets called to duty, let's say Kelvin Joseph, he has to come in because something, you know, knock on wood, horrible happens. He, he now has leaders to look at. So I think they got much stronger on that level. And I think McCarthy kind of wanted to see it. And they passed his test. And now he has a better feel about his team. He compared the game. I, I didn't catch it live when he we talked to us Monday, but he said the game reminded me of a game in 2013 that nobody wanted to hear me talk about it. But I think he was referencing the Matt Flynn game right here where I think the Cowboys were up 26-3 to three at halftime. At halftime, yeah. It just blew the lead, and, and they didn't have Rodgers, and they found a way. I mean, that's what it reminded them of. You know, they did that, too, with Aaron Rodgers. Remember when Brett Favre went out? When Aaron Rodgers was a nobody. And he came. He was never a nobody. No, but he came. He came in. Whatever, you're losing my point. Aaron Rodgers got in the game and beat the Cowboys. Oh, seven. Came back. Oh, seven. They lost the game to the Cowboys, I think. Oh, that's right. But but he almost brought them back. Made it close. It was a night game, right? Yeah. They all run together now. So your point is moot now. No, it was the same thing with Green Bay. They had a nobody come in and Aaron try Rodgers to torch him. He was never a nobody. He went to Cal. He wasn't a household name. <laughs> the first round pick, he was not a nobody. He, he was He was not Clint Long. He, he, he was on the Jason bench. Garrett. How long was he on the bench? He, was not, he pulled a Romo. He, he was, was a backup for four years. Oh, my gosh. Backup nobodies the- don't back up for four years, yeah, sir. They don't break up Hall of Famers for four years? Not nobodies, oh, I mean. stop it. But, uh, <laughs> but again, we'll talk more about Rodgers in a minute because I do think it's a big deal. Uh, and they're they're about to find out. Uh, the Somebody guy, tell Aaron Rodgers he's a nobody. Uh, when he was when he was brand new in the league, he was a nobody, chill. He was a nobody like Trey Lance is now. Stop it. Okay? Trey Lance is not a nobody. Well, sure he is. He came, no, he's not a nobody. What, what is he? You define He's their it, future Matthew. starter. Uh, what is he? I, yeah, I would say he's their future starter. Unless Rodgers goes there next year. I got to go with Chill on this, though, because Rodgers is a guy that, even even when he was sitting on the bench there, Rodgers was known for the whole, like, he had to sit there and wait all the way to pick 20-whatever because he could have been number one overall. Like Never nobody. He was I'm pretty sorry. special. Well, so. he fell in the draft. What did yeah. he go, 23rd, 20, Some, 24th, somewhere like I that? I mean, yeah. just yeah. screamed out. The, okay. Yeah, I don't okay, think. Okay, but when we're thinking nobody, we're thinking – Guys like, with all due respect, Cooper Rush. Anybody or, can, or, any, or Mike White, yeah, who like also that. played well. Which was interesting about that uh, that entire day. Because you're looking at, even going in, let's say even the first half of the Cowboys game, you're just sitting there going like, man, maybe they shouldn't have let go of Mike White. I mean, the way Cooper Rush played in the first half, I don't think anybody was sitting there at halftime going, they're set it back up. You know, nobody, you would have never believed if someone goes, no, 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 check this out. He's about to throw a 76-yard dime ball down the middle of the field to Cedric Wilson. And then here's the other thing. They're going to kind of, this game is going to get boring for a while, but then when they need to score a game-winning touchdown on a two-minute drive, he's about to march them right down the field. Yeah. Like, it just is un- unreal, like, how that all unfolded yeah. like that, how it just changed like that. Yeah, take, take the trade deadline talk and shove it. Right, know, right. Because that was going to be the talk right. Monday if they lost Go get the Andy game. Dalton. Yeah, Go get exactly. Nick Foles. Exactly. Hmm. Really with Andy Dalton? I'm just, I'm just saying, if the way he looked in the first half, you would have taken anybody that 
at least had some experience playing in a game. I do find it interesting um, that teams that are pretty good who have just lost their quarterback, Saints, they're okay with Peyton goes, ah, it'd be hard to get another quarterback in here. There are some better options, I think, than Trevor Simeon and Taysom Hill. And you're five and two, but that's their problem. That's that's not our problem. Uh, that, we'll see how that goes the rest of the way. But uh, real quick, uh, again, big win for the Cowboys as they worry about home field, and it's going to get tight. Green Bay, this Aaron Rodgers news today. Since it happened today, let's just go around the table on this real quick before we get into the meat of this win. Uh, in Minneapolis, and what major proclamations we are prepared to make. We'll do that next segment. Aaron Rodgers in trouble with the league? Is he in trouble with the league for misrepresenting his vaccination no, situation? No, because the league knew. He just lied to the media. Why, why would he be in trouble with the league? According to the reports— That's what he, it sounds like, yeah. According to reports, and I, I misunderstood it initially, he had been acting like— and going through protocols for unvaccinated players in the locker room. That's what Rappaport said. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. so he, he, they didn't. The, the team knew. Uh, the league knows. So this was not what we think it is. He just lied to the media. That no one cares if it's him lying to us or playing fast and loose with the truth with us. But he you was. Know, I that's, remember that's preseason he wasn't wearing a mask, hanging out with his team, and that's I, against protocol. Well, then that's on the team and who allowed him to do that. But again. Uh, from what I understand, I actually talked to a Cowboy staffer today because, you know, we've seen him in interviews with no mask on. And it's my understanding that the league changed protocols midstream that you can do interviews without a mask. Because it, 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 it was interesting today because after the Rogers news, I saw Keno Neal do an interview with us without a mask. And we know he's unvaccinated. Mm. Uh, and according to the Cowboys, that's okay. And so we've seen Aaron Rodgers do a lot of interviews this year without a mask, and that's not running afoul of league rules. And we all have to wear masks. That, yeah. I think that he's bad. Yeah. So when we're talking to him, like we ever, all of us are, are all wearing masks. But I mean, th- now it's not a normal. Like we're not we're not even as close as you and I are right now. I mean, there was a distance that you have to keep from the player. Right. But but yeah, I've noticed that too that no one's really wearing masks. But I don't think anybody cares that if he's lying to the media. I mean, he's Aaron right. Rodgers. Well, know? the other level here is Green Bay fans are probably not real happy with their quarterback. Lamar Jackson got some. They should be. They're not even on on anybody should not even be talking about the Green Bay Packers if they don't have Aaron Rodgers. That defense is not good. Like everything that they've accomplished over the last like I don't know decade or so since he's been there, like he deserves more credit than probably any other quarterback outside of Tom Brady for the success. Totally agree. They cannot be mad at him because they're nothing without him. But because he didn't get vaccinated, they they don't have him for a game. And that's that's the (laughs) thing about we've been talking about since the beginning of the season. If you're a leader. Why would you put yourself uh, in in jeopardy of missing games? That could ruin your season. That could ruin your season. That's, that's, fair. that's what we've been talking about, and that's the thing I've been talking about, the thing that Michael Irvin harped on before the season. If you're trying to win a Super Bowl, and any player should not put themselves in jeopardy of missing games uh, because of they didn't get vaccinated, especially a quarterback. Well, okay, just I don't cover the Packers. None of us do. But but I read a report that maybe it was ESPN that said he, he sought like an alternative treatment stop, stop, or something. Stop. I'm just saying. Maybe, he that, did. You it, doesn't, it doesn't you matter. Don't know, you that's don't know. Not, maybe that's, it's a medical condition. You no, don't know. But my point is sure. it doesn't matter. It's a home treatment, it, basically. It doesn't matter because that's not proved by the league. 
Yeah, they ultimately decided that doesn't that doesn't count. Yeah, he petitioned. Why would that be safer than just getting a yeah, vaccine? It, it, it's not approved like, by the league. What kind of medical background do you know on this on this at home at home thing? It's not approved by the league, so that doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah I mean that that is the question. I mean, uh, this game it, could cost them a lot if Kansas City beats them. No, you're right. I mean, the Cow- Cowboys was it was like I wouldn't even call it a calculated risk, but not playing Dak, like you said. Four teams with one, five teams with one loss in this conference alone, and the Cowboys made the right decision. They felt like with Dak, but you don't have. I mean, you take right, a risk. And not, you lose Cowboys, a game right now. Listen, the Cowboys sitting pretty. Arizona lost. No. Uh, uh, now the Packers have a chance. Tampa to lose. lost. Tampa lost. I mean, if Jameis is done for the year. Jameis, I mean, they're oh, sitting yeah, Tampa pretty. Did, Tampa I mean, and that's lost, the yeah. and that's the best thing about this season. You know, it, it seemed like. Uh, it, this is not a season in which the Cowboys things are going well for the Cowboys. They've had their own adversity, but they've been able to overcome the adversity. You losing Dak and 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 you know uh, I want to say uh, D Law, and they've had injuries and everything else. All right, bite your tongue, hold it, hold it. That's exactly where we're going next. We got a two minute timeout to take. What proclamations are we going to make after seeing this game? And Clarence is leading us to what are we thinking in terms of how special a team this may be? That's next on Media Mash. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizal for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Back back, back, to Media Mash. Oh, man, it's too easy. It's too easy. Uh, Chris Beam, our producer, he's here all day for all of the podcasts that you enjoy. Um, So, 
tip of the cap to him, but he just brought up the monkey to Clarence. You just, <laughs> it's low-hanging fruit. You, you just can't. Uh, you just don't want to get him going down that way. But uh, the Halloween costume for Bevo may have been worse. I missed that one. Did you? <laughs> Go to the Twitter site. It was, it was the Longhorns Twitter site. That put it up. Why are you guys assuming that everybody knows what this monkey joke is? I think you need to do a little explaining on that. I don't even want to explain it. I have no idea. I'm not touching the monkey joke. All right. This is what happened. No, I'm kidding. I'm not talking. Assistant coach for Texas has a pet monkey who apparently is. He does not have a pet monkey. It's his wife or girlfriend? His former stripper girlfriend. Tell the whole story. Girlfriend. He's got stripper girlfriend. The monkey attacked the <laughs> Halloween trick-or-treater. Her name is the pole assassin. It's not It's, it's not just I'm about sorry? the monkey. <laughs> I'm Where sorry. have you been? <laughs> I don't follow all Texas, the, Clarence. All, the, Aggie, all the Aggies have been tweeting about this. That's it was, a lie. It was all over I don't, Twitter. All the Aggie Texas Aggies is all over I don't there. do Texas Aggies either. Okay. All the Aggies on Twitter, all my Aggie Twitter friends, <laughs> Shereen sent it to me. You They're think, all over this. Don't tell me Aggies. Don't tell me Aggies don't think about Texas. That's a lie. I did this. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. But you just you're, can't you're say, right. you just we, can't we say can't a monkey assume. without bringing the stripper right. and everything example, else into it. For example, Cowboys Nation say in England right now may not know. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah. About, Google, Google is your friend. Monkey, yeah, just, Texas, the Texas pole assassin. Longhorn coach. Special teams coach. Pole, pole assassin. No, the more you that you discovered this, this story on Monday, the more you laughed out loud. It's, it is wild. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's worth your search. It's just... Texas had a hell of a weekend. The Sounds planet. like it, Chris. Sounds like it. The Listen. planet we live on. It's college football, man. It's always great. All right, this yes. is Media Mash. We got Mashota. Uh, we got Rob Phillips. We got Clarence E. Hill Jr., better known as Chill. My name is Steve Dennis. Here we go. 20 to 16 Cowboys go up there. Uh, they beat what we thought was a pretty good but yet desperate Vikings team now. Um, Clarence, you were headed somewhere, and my idea for this segment is to see if any of us have any major declarations we're prepared to make after that big win to get to 6-1. and one. I mean, the schedule the rest of the way for the Cowboys. If you throw out Arizona and maybe the Chiefs, now that the Saints are well, they going to dive. I wouldn't sleep on the Raiders, though. I that's not going to be a walk in the park. Thanksgiving? Yeah, I would not think that's a walk in the park. I would not sleep on the Saints at home regardless. Yeah, that's night game in New Orleans. I mean, they, mm. they did beat the, uh, Tampa Bay with Trevor Simeon. And that defense is damn good. I think the Cowboys still lose in our three games. You know, I, I don't wow. see them finishing sixteen and one. I think the Saints. But, I think the Saints. They're five and two right now. My guess is they will lose nine football games. No, well, okay, or eight. I guess minimum. Again, my point is the game in New Orleans on the road or at a night game is not a game. All right, we get it. That's how we're saying But they do have it. an easy schedule no it matter is. how you cut and, and, and that's what I was They're 33 and 40 record their their the remaining games and toward the back end the final 5 games with Arizona 7 and 1 it's like 16 and 24 because you're playing 2 and 6 teams every week. Uh so it's a pretty but it's on the road and it's and, and, be and cold again and their oh, NFC East division division opponents. But you're right that's what the was the road I was going okay, down. Okay, go. Because the Cowboys have had their adversity. They've overcome their adversity. But they've also have gotten some gifts. Kansas City is not what we thought they were. You know, the Chiefs are not. I mean, uh, again, you, you brought up New Orleans. They're not what they thought they were. The NFC is not what they thought they were. I mean, they've, you know, Dak got hurt, but yet he got hurt during a bye week, which allowed him time to heal. You know, things are coming up. Pretty good for the Cowboys. They're living right. You know, they have a chance to get their best players back 
uh, on defense, like a Demarcus Lawrence, like a Neville Gallimore. You know, so uh, all right. I well, think since you're saying all that, like, I ask you this: Do you think that Devon Miller going to the Rams is good or bad for the Cowboys? Because oh. who really cares about this week? I agree. Whereas, no. like down the road, no, that is that is bad for the Cowboys. But that's the only thing. Because when you said but, that, it made me again, think of what's not it, what didn't bounce that away. That is bad for the Cowboys. But I'm just talking about from from a, from the. The things the Cowboys can't control or not control, right? And they don't play the Rams. I'm just saying. But I'm saying that if they want to do what they want to do, they're probably going to have to go. At through some the Rams. point, right. but yeah, but let's. They'll be happy to get there. Let's have that conversation well, when they get there, okay. and that's most likely going to be in the playoffs. And most likely will be in a game later in the playoffs if things keep going. As they, they will are. not right. say they're happy to get there at that point in time. No, but, but but the bottom line <laughs> is, like I talked to a Cowboy staff the other day, and they said, yeah, but. I'm just glad it's not Devon Miller of a couple of years ago. Right. Yeah. He's not the same, but he's still effective. No, he's well, still effective. Demarcus Ware was in the same when he went to Denver, but when you added him to that, no, but 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 the Cowboys, but, but the, the Cowboys, right. but the Cowboys will counter. We they got Demarcus Lawrence coming back no, to go with sure. to go with Randy well, Gregory. Where they were at. I mean, that's the thing about it is yes, the trade deadline they improved their team, but the Cowboys have a chance to greatly improve their defense. Let's sure. be honest, you know Neville Gallimore and Demarcus Lawrence coming back to this defense that's playing the way they are—that's a huge step forward for the Cowboys. This defense can get much better. Yeah, I agree. I can, but I I partially agree with you. You said they're living right, and I agree. I mean, getting Dak Dak hurt on a bye week was a huge break. Yes, right? but they've been through some stuff. I mean, when Demarcus Lawrence breaks his foot at the time. Best player on defense. How are they going to replace him? And some of that is what they did about it. Dan right. Quinn is the defensive That's... coordinator and says, you know what? Micah Parsons is playing defensive end. And I don't, you know, maybe the pass regime wouldn't have done that. Right. That, but they, they, they've pushed the right buttons. That's to part of this why stuff. this season is potentially special. That's right. why I was, yeah, I was putting it all in the same basket. Oh, I, said, I, I, I said the Cowboys have had their issues they've had to overcome, and they have overcome them. Are and they're 6-1, and one, and then they got some other things that are landing right for them. All right, but wait. I was not overlooking their own issues. You know, losing DeMarcus Lawrence, losing Leo Collins for five games. Who knew? And that all happened right around the same time. Who knew Terrence Steele was going to be any good? I like the big side. Subject. So, are you making a proclamation of any sort about this team after seven games? I, I'm saying this team is is right now. There's not a team playing better football than the Cowboys. There's not a better football team in the NFL than the Cowboys, and they are. I think we all can ex- say that there are bona fide contenders to get to the Super Bowl for the first time okay. since 1990. There's They're your proclamation. Th- better than 2007. Better than 2016. Better than 2014. Rob Phillips, what is your proclamation that you're ready to throw out there? He kind of stole mine, Chill, but I I think no, I I don't totally agree with you. I think I I will go as far as to say this is the best team I've seen since 07. Since 07. And they have a chance to be better because of how young they are. That this is a younger 07 team. 07 had no playmakers in the secondary. We've talked about this. Yeah, but they had a Hall of Famer at defensive end, future Hall of Famer at defensive they end, had outside Terrence linebacker. Newman. He was a playmaker yeah. in the secondary. Yeah, they had a couple future Hall of Famers, Hall of Famers at wide receiver. They had the end. Aggie, too. Who was the Aggie, the short Aggie? Um, Stop it. Come on, our buddy. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Glenn. Glenn. Not a oh, difference maker. Stop it, man. Pretty good, solid team. Stop it. Players. Stop I think, it. I, think, I think they're right there in terms of, like, they're so good offensively, like that Buffalo game in 07, they can go win a game where they play terrible at. And but I think the defense showed last week they're they're ascending and they're young and by the end of this thing they might be really and, really good. And this may be the best offense the Cowboys have ever had. It could be. This is the best receiving quarterback. Mashoda, it's better than sixteen. So what is your proclamation? Let's let's put it in headlines. Best team since 07, at okay. least because sixteen they were great and they won eleven in a row, whatever it was. But Dak is 
a much better player than he and, was in 16. And before you go there, I'm going to let you go there, but just 07. The coaching staff is so much better. Brian Stewart okay. was defense coordinator. Happy, he was happy to Wade, have his Wade, boots back in Wade Texas. Too. Wade, Wade, Wade was, was involved. I, he was happy to I, have his boots. That was back a really in good Texas. team that should have it been. It was in the a Super good Bowl. team, but you, when you put all that, they had Terrence. Let's add the coaching staff. Let's add the difference makers at offense coordinator, defense coordinator. All right, I'm talking about the coaching. I'm going to defend the 07 team with Rob. Parcells <laughs> built a hell of a roster. <laughs> now he left it, especially when you consider they were five and eleven three years in a row. He built a hell of a roster. They were the best team in the NFC Starting that year. Starting running back was Julius Jones. And uh, in, the years run together for me anymore. Yeah, I have to have it written down. But was Mike Jenkins on that team at it, the other corner? No. Yeah, they who had, was the top they're, they're draft two, pick? The two star, no, he was not. They, yeah, I think so. They had 13 Pro Bowls. No, he, t- no the, the starting cornerbacks was Jock Reeves and Terrence Newman, no seven. I'm just looking at it. I just looked it up. Oh, that's right. Jenkins was 08. Mike just, Jenkins and Felix he, Jones were they were in that class. Yes, okay. So, so yeah, yeah. I'm just telling you, it's not even close the talent wise or the coaching staff. Well, it's it's kind of the, the linebackers were Brady James, Aiken, Adele. Okay. Okay. When the Cowboys, when this Cowboys team gets to 13 and three, <laughs> then maybe you can say that it's a little early but we, for we, all we're that. Asking about proclamations. They right had now. a buy. Now if they don't gag against they Eli, could, they could jump past 07. Um, not, and they're not going to Cabo. All right. Mashota, your proclamation. You got one? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if this is bold or not, but I think that Mike McCarthy is going to win Coach of the Year. Wow! And uh, I I don't think it's bold just because right now he's a favorite in Vegas, and I just think that it's going to keep rolling, and he's going to get the credit that he deserves, and Mm. it might be bold for me just because I really didn't... The whole first year he was here, I just was really like, I I don't see why this was being i don't know like i guess i gave more credit just as you heard earlier to aaron Rodgers. i thought he was the whole reason why everything was working in green bay but what mike mccarthy has shown this year in kind of letting guys do what they what they have to do whether it be dan quinn whether it be kellen moore whether it be the players and how he's focused on keeping this team uh, as healthy as possible and then also allowing players to step up playing younger players building the roster going forward I mean, he just deserves a lot more credit than he was getting like six, seven months ago. I mean, yeah, six, seven months ago. But I just don't have anything bold to say about the team because even with that win, all it, all that win showed me personally was that that they have a backup quarterback because everything that they did in that game is what I thought they were anyway. I already thought they were a Super Bowl contender before that game. That game didn't change anything for me. So I would say that as these games keep unfolding, I think it just keeps increasing um, – I guess my approval, I don't know, of Mike McCarthy being a good head coach. This is where I remind you that you looked at me a little funny last Thursday where my favorite thing was that the coaches actually give this team an advantage for the first time in years. And I tried to give McCarthy credit, and you guys you guys were hard. You were hard on me when I came to that. Uh, you wanted to yell about Randy Gregory. My favorite thing oh, here we go. was about the coaching advantage. Now, I don't have a major proclamation, but I do want to. I do want to say Shocking. this. Shocking. And 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 three specific things that happen in this game. Uh, it, they, they say it takes a village to raise a kid. Uh, I think it takes a village to be a really good football team. And this team has a village. I mean, everybody that every player village people that takes the field. Contributes. They don't win this game, in my opinion, if not for that play Cedric Wilson made. First series of the second half, when both teams 
Get the ISO camera on Claire, sir. <laughs> when both teams were totally uh, lethargic. Would you agree? First half, yeah. both teams horribly lethargic. Okay, Cedric Wilson, 73 yards, touchdown, yeah. pass. Third play of the second half. They don't win this game without that. You know why? Because it made them all believe in Cooper Rush now. Their energy level shot through the roof. And Minnesota stayed lethargic. They did not match the Cowboys' energy that that play from Cedric Wilson gave them. Uh, Cedric Wilson, part of the village. I got other examples. Uh, Zeke Elliott. After Mike Zimmer made a horrible snafu that people aren't talking about enough, the back-to-back timeouts when they had a third and 16 and he turns it into a game-changing third and 11? That's more about the team he coaches. They just... They're not. They're not on that. If he did that for the Dallas Cowboys, it'd be the biggest story oh, in football absolutely. this year. But like, but the key there was the play Zeke made, and you cannot lose track of the importance of that play. Not only does he deke two guys, he then went power and ran over ran, two guys. He ran through him. He said today that's a top five play in my career. Phenomenal so play, and they don't win the game without that play. Well, they might have in overtime. They would have kicked oh, there's, the field goal. There's like 10 plays in that game that they win. Right. I don't know that they win it without they don't win it without that bobble that bounces off Rashad Breland's shoulder that, that Amari True. catches. That gets everything rolling on that drive. Everyone always says when you're trying to do a game-winning drive, the most important play is that first play. One that more, first one to get the chains moving. One more thing I want to point out. And this is kind of my proclamation that makes this team different to me. And it has to do with the defense. And, you know, we can talk about the fact that Minnesota had a third down conversion on their very first third down, third play of the game, and went 31 yards to Conklin. And after that, they were 0-13 uh, on third down. You don't win football games going 0-13 on third down. But anyway, the, the final drive where they took the lead, 16-13, to first and goal at the four, after 33 yards of Cowboys penalties, Basham, Gregory, Gregory. Two of those were horrible calls, by the way, but it happened. And the Cowboys' defense is reeling. They've got first and four. They're going to score this touchdown. No, they're not. Because what the Cowboys did then, Gregory throws Cook for a four-yard loss. Phenomenal play. Uh, Micah buries Matson for a three-yard loss on the next play, and then Basham hits Cousins, and he dumps it off to Thielen, lucky to complete it for only five yards, and they kick a field goal. They don't win that game but without this. But, but that attitude on that defense where they are getting clobbered, they're getting bad calls against them, and Minnesota's about to win the game, and they don't let them. The, my proclamation declaration is – this team has, I don't know if they're better than 07. Obviously, the 07 team lacked heart. They went to Cabo when they should have been studying football, uh, and they got beat by a divisional rival in their own stadium after a bye. So you could question that team's heart, but this team has that. Top to bottom, yeah. this village idea. They pull on the same rope, so to speak. They're there for each other. They're having fun. I loved Michael Irvin's comment about C.D. Lamb trying to steal Amari's touchdown away from him. He said that's remarkable because none of them felt any pressure to score. They're fighting over who's going to score. Great comment from Michael. That's what this team has. And I don't know, that, that kind of quality... May end up in L.A. 
I mean, I think they have just as good a shot of, of anybody. I agree with all your points there, but I just you can't single out one play because there were just so many in that game where different guys stepped up. I, I, don't, I don't even know if you mentioned the Anthony Brown right at the – it was like at the end of when they got the ball back. When he gets that tackle – to keep them inbound so that they, the clock has to keep running. Like, just a, the sure tackling that you saw there on several different plays, I thought was just something that you haven't necessarily seen. You certainly didn't see it last year from this defense. And it just, yeah, they added some new players, but the way that they've been able to kind of just flip this in, in one season to where the talk we had going into this year was like, if they could just get that defense to be kind of middle of the pack, middle of the pack. Well, they're middle of the pack right now. And if, like Chill says, getting all these guys back, I mean, who knows? Maybe they get into being a top 10 defense this year, and nobody would have predicted that when the season started. That and just the fact that it's a bunch of young guys, too, that are getting better. Like Jaron Curse told us today, I'm, he's a vocal leader in his first year on the team, had the green dot on Sunday, and he's like, I'm pretty much the oldest guy on the team on the defense right now. Like, that's how young they are. That's as physical a defensive performance as this team has had in I don't know how long. Yeah, I mean, when it, it mattered. The yeah. way the DBs were tackling, to your point, I mean, some of the AB's tackles, like that, to me, I mean, as good as the offense is, you 